You're listening to Pain to Power Podcast, a series of inspirational stories from world-class leaders and high achievers, where you will hear all about past traumas, hardships, and getting through the pain, fighting against all odds, dominating goals and dreams, and now impacting lives. I am your host, Kayla Cardona. This is the podcast that will have you realize your own vision of success, regardless of your circumstances, to unlock your potential. Welcome to Pain to Power. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to Pain to Power. Um, If you guys are new, um, thank you for being here and listening in. I'm really, really excited. Um, This is going to be the first episode with my very first interview. And it's with one of my bestest friends, Brittany Michael Chuck. Um, and the reason why I wanted her to be on my first episode of the first interviews um, is because she is actually the one that has pushed me to create my uh, podcast. So um, I've, I mentioned it to her before and I was like, yeah, you know, it was kind of a thought. And then um, she was like, well, why don't you do it like now? And I'm like, well, because no, you need to like do it now. And so, um, so she's really like pushed me. There's a lot of things that uh, she's pushed me to do and, and I'm just so appreciative. So of course, getting started, I was like, Brittany, you know, you're going to be my first, right? <laughs> so she's of course, like, girl, yeah. I got your back, whatever you need. I'm um, so honored and happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah. So there's really no script here. Um, it, this is going to be easy too, because Brittany is like literally one of my best friends, even though I haven't really talked to you in a while, Brittany, I know you've been so busy, same here, but, um, but I'm, I'm going to come see you this week. I know. I'm so excited. Sunday. Yay. Um, so yeah, so today we are going to talk, um, we're going to get to know Brittany a little bit. Um, I told her, you know, um, for those that don't know, to follow her on Instagram. It's Brittany Michael Chuck. Um, mm-hmm. Brittany, feel free to spell it because yeah, can't. it's uh, at Brittany Michael Chuck, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y-M-I-C-H-A-L-C-H-U-K. So feel free to give me a follow on Instagram. If you take a screenshot of this episode and share it and tag me, I will repost it on my story. Boop, boop. Okay. So really quick, I want to talk about how we first met. So, um, we were friends, friends, right. On Instagram. And yeah. then, um, I think it was, I messaged you and I was like, Hey, what's up? And then we were in the same city at the same time. Right. And you're like, you want to come hang out? I'm like, you guys look so fun. That was awesome. That's when I knew I was like, Oh, uh, she's going to be my best friend because she completely strange, complete strangers. She's like, yeah, come to our hotel. And she literally came by herself. (laughs) She was like, yeah, I'm here. I'm here by myself. Yeah. It was so fun. It was in Vegas. Yeah. 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 It was in Vegas of all places. I was like, 
I was like, yeah, like I, I love going to conferences by myself because that's when I meet people. When mm-hmm. I go with people, I don't connect with anyone. I come back with the same friends. But when I go by myself, I'm stepping outside my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. I have to reach out to people. I have to network with people. So I just, I absolutely love it. And look what happened. I met you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I love so much is because I am not like that. Well, I've gotten much better, but I'm not like that. And so every time um, I'm, I hang out with you, Brittany, I feel like you bring this like extrovert side of me out. And all of a sudden I'm like talking to everyone and I'm super open with everyone. So you bring that side of me. That's why every time we hang out, you know, I'm like, yeah, let's go. And because if I was by myself, no, I'm just like, oh my God, let me just be in my little corner. Like, so that's why I love so much about you, Brittany. You just bring that out of me. I think you just bring that out of everyone. Um, but that's, that's helped me too along the way. You've really pushed me like, you got to get yourself out there, stuff like that. So, um, it's important, right? It's, it's really easy to, to, to stay, um, in situations and places that, that we know that are familiar to us. And I, I just, I love watching you step into your power. I know I've seen you really take yourself on head on and start to push yourself in all these different areas and, and look at what you're creating. So I think it's wonderful. Thank you. And another thing too is um, there was, there was a podcast I just did a couple of days ago, but we were talking about how once you release or let go of all the bad toxicity into your life, it makes room to bring in the right kind of people, the positivity um, into your life. And so I, I didn't meet you until God, when was that in March? Was that March time? Yeah. So in March, so that was like, that was pretty much around the time where I was like kind of really going through this isolation of like, you know, I just, um, I started fading away from my old friends, um, months prior to that. And it was kind of, it was, it was kind of lonely at first, you know, Mm -hmm. I just had one friend, you know, um, that I would talk to pretty much almost every day. And, but I, you know, but then when I released all of them, those more, I don't want to say bad friends, but kind of toxic, just not on the same path as you. I started meeting all the right kind of people and you were definitely one of them. And I'm just so thankful. So, um, everyone's like, okay, gushy. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Moving on, moving on. Um, I love you. Okay. Love you too. (laughs) So, okay. Um, this is going to be very interesting because, um, for those that don't know, Brittany is very huge on social media. Um, she's an expert in, um, helping people build their social media platforms, monetizing it and, um, all sorts of things. Now your, um, podcast is a huge thing. You're teaching people about that too, as well. Um, and she's very, very extremely good at what she does. Um, so, um, but I told Brittany, I was like, you know, paint to power is I explain everyone, you know, um, go back to my intro to know what this is about, but it's basically, um, like a bunch of a series of what, uh, successful people have gone through in the past and their hardships and, and, um, you know, uh, issues or problems that everyone's dealt with, because at the end of the day, we're all human. We've all yeah. go through different um, problems and issues. And sometimes when you see someone on social media and you see how successful or happy or positive they are, you forget, Hey, they're human. They go through shit too. Yeah. So oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. So, um, that's why, you know, when we, I was talking to Brittany about, uh, this episode, I was like, you know, I want to kind of show 
people this side of Brittany they don't really get to see because you are extremely positive and happy person, which is great, um, which we all love, of course. Uh, but she's gone through some stuff. And actually, when I met Brittany, she was actually going through something that was really, um, it was challenging, hard, challenging. painful. Yeah. It was, it was a breakup. We can say that, right? Um, yeah. it was a breakup. And I just remember she was just very down and just very oh, like, Oh yeah. Oh man. I was like, Oh geez. And I remember I was like, I was like, I met you at like my lowest point. I'm like, I promise I'm not like this. Like, <laughs> I know. like I'm usually so happy. Like I'm never like, like I'm never like, Oh my God, like life is so hard, like mm-hmm. down and and I just, I was, and, and you know what, it, it happens to everybody. It, yeah. it's painful situations are inevitable. And if you think you're, you're going to get out of this without them, you're, you're very wrong. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's not, it's not avoiding them. Cause again, they're going to happen. It's embracing them when right. they do happen. And then it's about your resiliency. So how quickly do you come out of that pain? How everyone goes through breakups. Everybody goes through breakups. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. how quickly do you get back to being positive? How quickly do you heal those wounds? And how quickly do you remember to love yourself? Because at the end of the day, that is what is most important is self-compassion, self-love, confidence, and being kind to yourself and everyone around you. Yeah, no, 100%. Um, sometimes, you know, it's, it's, easy to say when you're not going through it, but when you're going through it, you literally feel like it's like the end of the world and you just don't know how you're going to get out of it. But, um, so, so, so first let's go ahead and let's rewind a little bit. So where are you from? Where do you live? Where'd you grow up? And how was all of that like growing up as a child from where you're from? I grew up in Calgary, Alberta. Um, I had a very lenient family. So all I was expected to do was go get a good education, go to university, all that fun jazz, which I ended up getting a degree in finance from the University of Calgary Haskane School of Business and ended up on the dean's list a couple semesters. Um, Did really well in that sense, but that's the one thing that I was expected to do was, uh, was that. And, um, yeah, but I, I, my parents allowed me a lot of, a lot of freedom to be myself and to figure out what I love doing and the opportunity to be creative and just express myself. That's, that's the one thing is, is my parents, they, they loved me unconditionally and they just allowed me freedom to figure out who Brittany was. That's really important actually, um, that you, that you say that because, there's a lot of parents that don't. And so um, that don't allow their children to express themselves, uh, you know, in, in their own way versus, you know, like, for example, you know, I grew up with parents where they wanted me to have to be a certain way. And so when you're trying so hard to fit, like, well, I want my parents to be happy, but who am I and how am I going to figure myself out? That actually makes it very, very difficult. So that's actually really great to hear that your parents did that for you. You must be like super, super close to them now, right? Oh, yeah. Oh. I, um, my, my parents are definitely my best friend, especially my dad, because growing up, me and my dad had a horrible relationship, horrible relationship. He was he loved working. And so as a child, I 
couldn't cognitively understand why my dad wasn't there 24-7. My mom was. My mom um, helped my dad with the businesses, but um, she was definitely like full-time mom. And, um, and she was always there. And so I was like, why is dad always working? And so for me, I internalized that. And I was like, oh, dad must not love me like mm-hmm. if he's not home. And it wasn't until actually about like a couple of years ago that I was like, I, I stopped seeing, like you choose your parents, you choose how you see them, you choose your perspective, mm-hmm. you choose, do you either focus on the flaws because your parents are just doing the best they can with what they have and you choose to either see that or do you see the good? Do you see how much they sacrificed for you? Do you see all the unconditional love that they give you? What do you focus on? Because what you focus on is going to shape your perception, which is then going to determine the quality and happiness of your guys' relationship. And so, well, I'd say about four or five years ago, I, I shifted my perspective. And since then, me and my dad have become the best best of friends. Like literally if I showed you my phone right now, he probably calls me about six to seven times a day (laughs) just to say what's up. Like there's no reason why he's calling. Like he's literally just, Hey sweetie. Like how's he? Like he's just, I just love him so much. He's amazing. So, so explain a little bit about what you mean about you guys having a horrible relationship growing up. But what what was that about and why? I just, again, I just, I just decided that, oh, my dad doesn't love me because he works all the time. And so because of that, I resented him. I resented how much he worked. I resented that he, he wasn't around all the time. And so I was just always mad at him. I was just always mad at him. And then I would lash out. So because I felt like he wasn't giving me attention, I would try and get attention in the wrong way. So I got in lots of trouble in school. I gotten lots and lots of trouble in, in like peer groups. I was just, I was rebelling. I wanted, I wanted to, I I was like, I was, I was almost like I was punishing him. I was like, okay, well dad, if you won't, if you won't do this for me, then I'm going to, I'm going to act like this. And that's just being a child. Mm. It's being an immature little brat. And so I just had to, I had to take responsibility for myself. I had to stop blaming him for everything. Like mm. in, when we're kids, I feel like it's so easy for us because we don't cognitively understand. Like I hadn't done personal development at this time. I hadn't done the inner work. So I was just like, it's just easy for us to blame our parents about everything, you right. know? And, 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 and luckily I don't do that anymore. That's not the way that I operate. I wouldn't even be right. able to tell that distinction if I was still in that headspace. I take full responsibility for every, everything and everything in my life. Mm-hmm. And so, but back then I blamed, and I think a lot of people, they, they blame, even to this day, they blame their husbands, their girlfriends, their, the government, you know what I mean? And so for me, it was just taking a massive level of personal accountability and being like, I choose how I feel. Right. It's because mm-hmm. my dad is working so hard to provide his family with an amazing life. Mm-hmm. I choose how I'm going to receive that information, how I'm going to download it, and then I choose how I respond to it. So that level of personal accountability was important in my childhood and in my adult life now as well. Yeah, no, 100%. 
Um, so when did things start changing for you? Cause you said that you just mentioned that you didn't do that inner work. So when did you start, um, realizing, Oh, uh, like learning what personal development and all that stuff. When, when did that all come into your life? Great question. I actually, so I went, I had a very like challenging childhood. I was in trouble all the time in the principal's office. Like, what do you get in trouble for? I just want to know what would Brittany Michaelchuk get in trouble for? What's more rebelling to you? <laughs> right. Um, oh man, am I going to admit this like, on air? Uh, jaywalking maybe. Oh girl, no, no girl. Like I probably should have ended up in jail. Like I was oh. a bad kid. Like I was really? a bad kid. Oh yeah. You gotta, like, you gotta give us something. What did you, what did you do that was so bad? Gosh. I used to have like crazy parties, like crazy parties with like kids. And like when my parents were gone, I would, um, I'd have parties and like, they would like trash my house. And like, I remember this one time I had people over and they like, they stole all the plates in my house. It was so weird. I'd always have people over and they didn't even like me. I had so many bad fake friends. Like a lot of my friends were like drug dealers and like, I never did hard drugs. I never slept around. I think those are like the only two things I didn't do in my childhood. Mm. But like I, um, yeah, they'd like come over, they'd steal from my house all the time. Like, cause when you have parties, people are going to steal, but you're still going to have parties, right? Because the party's yeah. way funner than the consequences. I didn't understand this when I was a kid. And um, so they'd like take plates and like throw them and like, like, um, saucers. Um, oh my God. Like the stuff that you see in the movies. Yeah. So my mom <laughs> came home like, <laughs> like later and she's like, why are my plates? Like, and these were nice plates. These were like glass blown from like Italy. Like these were not like that you eat on that you could replace for a couple bucks. These were like hundreds of dollars. And, um, yeah, it was just, just graduated. I remember I was like, Oh my God, our entire backyard was like all my mom's ornaments. Oh, really no. bad. Like stuff oh, like that. God. I like yeah. vandalized a lot. I got in a lot of fights. I was a scrapper, Kayla. What? Yeah. You? Are you oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I'm, I'm just like... learning this, by the way, guys. I don't know this about Brittany. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, my childhood was messed up. Oh, man. Um, yeah, no, I used to like, I was city wrestling champ and I'm not, I'm not happy about this. I'm not proud of this, but like I, I ended up like breaking a couple bones in wrestling. Like I didn't, I didn't mean to, I didn't consciously mean to, yeah. um, but I was just such a scrapper. Like I'd always get in fights at parties. Like I was like the person that people would be friends with that, um, that people would be friends with. And then they would, um, they would like use me as their bodyguard. So it, like send me into like oh yeah no it was bad like yeah yeah like what? just stuff like that like okay. my friends like we would um we just whatever we drink and then we'd like we had I remember this guy I'm not gonna say his name because he's like this like big manager of like good life now and he's like super respected and every time I see him he's like super professional and he, like runs the gym and every time I see him I'm like you were the biggest troublemaker ever <laughs> but I remember we were in his truck and um we went joyriding on like it was raining and we went joyriding on like a park so like the next day we were like driving we're like a couple days later mom was like wow, there's all these like marks, these like car marks because we were doing like 360s and like spinning everywhere. I was like, what happened in the back of my head? I'm like, oh shit, that was me and my friends like a couple nights ago in the middle of the night. It was so bad. I'd sneak out all the time. Like I just had a really, really, um, I just, I was, I was a troublemaker. I was a troublemaker. I was a rebel. 
luckily I changed it all around and uh, nothing super bad happened, but yeah. Was, was this because what you said about like your father working so much and stuff like that, or was there like other things Were you being bullied? Like what, what made you think that you like, why you like lashed out like that? And did things oh, like that? Oh yeah. I was so bullied. I was so bullied because I've, I've always been a nonconformist. I, I also grew up with a disability, ADD, so I couldn't sit still in school. So like I was the one that was always like raising my hand and like getting up and like disturbing people and like asking questions and talking when the teacher is talking. Cause I have ADD. I can't sit still. Like even if you saw me on this interview, like, I, like sitting still. I know. Like, and we can all you know, hear you move. <laughs> oh, can you? Okay. Tell no, me it's okay. Try not to. Um, but, um, but yeah, no, I have ADD, so I can't sit still. And in case you guys haven't noticed, I have so much energy. So like, I like, literally, like, I wake up in the least. morning. Girl, girl, y'all better go check out my IG because I post a video of me dancing because I wake up every morning and dance. Um, my Instagram's at Brittany Michael Chuck. B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y-M-I-C-H-A-L-C-H-U-K. I just posted it. But literally, I wake up every morning and go dancing um, in, my, in my living room, like my music blared, like my poor neighbors. And I go to the gym every day for like an hour or two and like work out so hard or I go rollerblading because I just have so much energy. Like no, no coffee, no caffeine, nothing. Like, oh, this is all natural, guys. <laughs> yeah. No, this is good though because you didn't always – work out, right? There was a time in your life where I think you, you were like drinking and you have pictures that you've posted that you've been overweight and stuff like that. Was that, did you work out at that time or no? You just started working. No, working I, out. um, I actually, um, yeah, I was, I was, I wasn't in the best mindset and, uh, I was about 30 pounds heavier than I am now, which on a female of my statue, like five foot seven ish, I, it was a lot of weight. Like, like you could, you could, you could drastically tell. Um, and so for me, it was, it was getting out of that mindset and, uh, and taking control of my life and learning how to control my thoughts. Because it's like, when you wake up in the morning, like who wants to go to the gym, you know, like mm -hmm. who wants to eat ice cream versus go to the gym. That's a tough one. But mm -hmm. it's like, you have to learn how to discipline yourself to, to do the things you don't want to do. So tell us, let's get into how or when both how and when, uh, you started really turning around and, and getting out of that rebellious Brittany into basically who you are today Wait. as far as mentally alcoholism, not, oh my God, I don't know why I said that. Not alcoholism, like drinking alcohol, not you weren't an alcoholic. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I was like going to say, wait, who says I've left the rebellion <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, you probably, in a I don't different get way. Exactly. exactly. I'm a nonconformist. I'm like, yeah. fuck the rules. Fuck what anyone thinks of you. Do you like, I march the beat of my own drums. Like I just do my thing, but I don't, I'm not bad anymore. Like I'm not, I'm not like before I used to, like, I think it used to affect other people, my decisions. And now it's like, yeah, you know what? Like, I'll like go into an area that says like, do not enter like a wooded forest or something like that, you know, mm -hmm. like, 
but I'm not, I'm very conscious to make sure I'm respectful and kind to everybody. But yeah, no, I definitely still like to break all the rules. <laughs> no, but you've turned it in a different way, oh, yeah, a more productive I, way, more, yeah. you know. Um, so when did you start getting into um, basically evolving your mindset? When did that start? Well, I think it was, yeah, like, like you said, like I have my sh on lockdown now, like that I, I have it, I've got my stuff together. Like I don't drink, I haven't got drunk in like a long, long, long time. Um, like I quit drinking about four years ago and I, I don't, I don't party. I don't go out. I don't go to nightclubs. I don't, I, I don't watch TV. I don't eat sugar. Like I don't have pretty much any bad habits because for the last um, 10 years, I've been working on becoming somebody I'm proud of to look at in the mirror. And so I just kind of did an inventory of all the things I wanted to change about myself. And I just started working on them and, and just really, really consciously focused on turning my life around. Because if I would have continued down, like, a lot of the friends I used to hang out with were all like gang related and a lot of them are like dead. Um, I can think of at least four of them that, that died in gang related activities. And now, I mean, you know me, like all my friends are like seven is sometimes eight bigger, like CEOs and, mm -hmm. and like really people have their, their lockdown, like really phenomenal, phenomenal, impactful human beings, amazing souls, beautiful souls, ambitious people. Um, so my network has definitely changed, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's, uh, it was, it was, it was really, it was really getting it together and, and, and turning my life around and, um, just focusing on my goals. Like that mm -hmm. was the thing that allows me to get out of bed every day and have a very structured life that, that has allowed me a lot of success and happiness is because I'm very focused on my goals. And so if my goals aren't in alignment with what's I'm doing currently, I switch that. And so it just, it keeps me out of trouble and keeps me on a good path. So what, what when was that moment of like, I'm done, I'm fed up, I'm tired of like being this person. When was that like turning point that you went through that you were just like, that's it. I'm changing. I'm making a, like, I'm changing my mindset. Like I'm getting, like, when did that was there a moment that happened uh, or an event that happened in your life where you decided that's it, I'm done? Yeah. I mean, I, I decided to go move in with my grandparents and I was about just finished high school because that was my trouble years. Um, I finished high school and so I was like 16 to 19. I moved in with them and it was medicine hat. You guys don't know where that is, but it's a very small city. There was like 60,000 people. And I moved in with my strict old, cute Italian grandparents and, and just turned my life around. Cause I knew that if I didn't do something, I would be, I, I'd probably be dead. And so, I mean, my parents did the best they could with what they had and, and, and they're loving parents. Like I, I didn't have the opportunity to talk about my mom um, and shed some positive light on my dad. But like my dad is absolutely amazing. He loves me 
so much. And he just, he tries every single day to make sure that I feel loved, that he's like, he's so respectful to me. Like he would not even think about raising his voice at me. Like we just have such a special relationship. He's always, always there to support me. Like emotionally, mentally. Um, he does not support me financially. Uh, he's, he's like the cheapest guy ever. He's very frugal, but he's always there to be like, just, a, he's just, he just makes me feel so loved and I'm so lucky to have him in my life. And my mom is just amazing. Like she's my biggest cheerleader. Like I've been bullied my entire life and my mom has just always been so supportive of me. So loving. She's gone to bat for me. She has put people, um, I was snowboarding down a hill once. Long story short, I was snowboarding. This guy comes up behind me, knocks me on my, my front. So I fall face down. I'm a child. I'm a 12 year old girl a 12-year-old girl. I fall flat on my face. He comes on top of me, flips me over, starts banging my head against the snow on a ski hill. And I was like, what the, what is wrong with you? Like people were like crowding around. Like there's this guy like assaulting this child. And then he's like, you cut me off. I'm like, I'm a kid. I'm snowboarding down a hill. Like it's not my fault that you like you know, there's lots of people like, this was like sunshine resort. Anyways, my mom caught wind of it and went to town on him, put him on the front page of the newspaper. He got fired. He's abusive. He's abusive. And my mom has just always been like my biggest cheerleader, my greatest supporter. And, um, yeah, she's just sacrificed so much for me. She's given up her, her life for her children. And so my parents were amazing. I just was a troublemaker. I, it wasn't their responsibility that I liked to get in trouble. I liked the thrill. I liked the, the, the risk. I liked the adrenaline rush. I liked not following the rules. Like it's not their fault, but, um, yeah. So, I moved in with my grandparents and, uh, yeah, I just changed my life around. I, I started, um, that's when I, when I got home, I started university and, uh, yeah, I just really started focusing on doing the internal work, the mindset. That's also when I started doing personal development, I have a couple courses that I did that I contribute a lot of my, my mental, um, my mindset work to, and, uh, it was just getting, getting control of that. Good. How long ago was that? When I moved in with my grandparents? Yeah. Well, I was about 19. I, I came back to Calgary. I was about 16 to 19. I, um, well, yeah, about 16 to 19 is when I um, lived with them. How old are you now, Brittany? I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, I don't tell my age. <gasps> oh, you have to find that on your own, guys. <laughs> okay. Um, so, okay. So, there was a time too that um, you explained when you were really, really, really down because you lost your voice. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Because that was kind of re- like an, a year ago or something. And then all of a sudden you got your voice back and you're like, I'm going to freaking take over this whole entire space and start, you know, doing what you do now. And you've done very well uh, in the short amount of time that you've had. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, I had strained vocal cords in combination with, um, I was just being really rough on my vocal cords and in the sense that I was drinking like lots of ginger, lots of like lemon shots, lots of kombucha, lots of like really acidic foods. And I just loved spice. Like, uh, everything under the sun, I just 
poured spice all over it. And so I just had to cut, cut that out. It cut, it cut out all the spice. And, um, yeah, but for, for a long time, I couldn't figure out why my throat was in, in excruciating pain. And so now I'm back to myself. I'm, I'm totally amazing and awesome. Um, and now you can't, you can't be quiet now. Just going to no, I can't shut me up. Well, it's because I had to, I was, I had to be quiet for so long. Uh, yeah. It was like how long, but, like a year or something? Yeah. It was about a year ago. Yeah. It was a year. Right. But how long was, were you not even able to speak? Oh, um, it was about, it was about a year on and off. That's crazy. And then, and then you were explaining about how you're just like really, really, I don't want to use the word depressed, depressed, because that's probably a little bit extreme, but would you say that you were just so like, you felt like you weren't yourself and that was really hard for you? Oh yeah. It was so tough. It was so tough. I was just, it was just, it was just tough because you, you, I couldn't talk, like I couldn't express myself. And there's a couple human desires that everyone strives for is to, to feel heard, valued, appreciated, and loved. And Mm -hmm. part of that is feeling validated. And part of that is expressing yourself. And part of that is feeling like you have a voice in this world. And so when you feel like your voice is taken away from you and either mentally, emotionally, verbally abusive situations, I wasn't in this luckily, but you know, you, you feel like you, you can't talk. And so it was just, it was, is very challenging to go mm-hmm. through that. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Let's go ahead and switch gears a little bit. I want to, I want to get into a little bit of like, um, the whole, mm, like relationship thing. So you're single now. Yeah. Yeah. If any of you guys are listening to this, like ready for like a puppy, like you saw what I did there. I'm, you know, hit me up in the DM slide in the DM. Yeah. Oh, you're so funny. Them for me. Cause my track record. Yeah. So get this girl. Okay. Okay. Tell me, tell me. So I've never talked about this before ever. Yes, this is what I'm looking for. Go, go. I, um, for almost my entire life, up until six months ago when you met me with that breakup, I can't, okay, this is like, I'm still even processing this, but I used to, I don't know why I did this, but I used to go for emotionally unavailable assholes. Like you, I had a ton of guys that were interested, like with a couple hundred thousand followers on Instagram, you're going to get like everyone from the sun and back, like hitting you up in the DM. So I had all these different options. And I mean, and I speak on stages like every single week, almost like, I'm, you know what I mean? I'm all over the place. So, I mean, just based on numbers, visibility, I mean, you have the option for a bunch of different, um, I, I, I had a bunch of different options. And so for some reason though, I, all the nice guys, I was like, no, 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 no. And then the one guy that was a challenge. The one guy that was emotionally available, the one guy that was that fix me up project I was drawn to. And so I kept on entering these relationships where they didn't treat me the way that I deserved. And it was just like this, it was this, it was this like 
it, it's the same type of relationship every single time. I get into a relationship with a guy who's like, I'm not looking for anything serious. Like, I'm not really into the whole dating thing. Like, I, I you know, I mean, I'm a workaholic. I, I profile these, like, super, like, workaholics, like, very, um, very emotionally, like, detached. And, yeah, I look at all, a lot, like, my last four boyfriends were, were very similar to that. And so I just kept ending it because I wasn't getting what I wanted. And I was like, what's going on? And it was after my last ex, that's when you met me is when I was like, Hey, like he's not treating me the way that I want. Like I'm going to break up with him. And I didn't want to break up with them. Cause I'm, Oh, I was like, love these guys, but I like don't want to break up with them. But then I do. Um, because I know that that's not the way that I want to be treated for the rest of my life. And so I realized what it was and I realized what the pattern was. And so now, like, I'll be very transparent. Like I'm talking to a couple different guys right now, which is different because after that breakup, I didn't date. I didn't like even kiss a boy, nothing for like the last seven months. I've been completely single. Like I didn't even entertain the idea of dating or a boyfriend and then just like about a month ago, I was like, you know what? I'm going to start giving guys a chance again. Um, I was super focused on my business. My business exploded. My mastermind is killing him right now. My one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, and now um, I'm like, okay, I want to start dating again. And it's just so interesting how different my mindset is and, and how most women think the way that I used to think. And now it's like, if a guy doesn't respect me, if a guy doesn't treat me well, if a guy doesn't, if a guy isn't smitten over me, I cut it off from the gecko. Why, mm -hmm. Kayla? Because I recognize the pattern that turned into the heartbreak. And now I'm like, from the get-go, because I'd always meet a guy and then I'd, I'd end up smitten over him in no time. Mm -hmm. And so I get at emotionally attached before they proved themselves. And now my mindset is so different where I'm like, the mm -hmm. only way I'm going to get emotionally attached to you, the only way I'm going to let my guards down and the only way you are going to get a different side of me to see like, cause I'm, I'm very like, I have a lot of masculine energy. Like I'm very alpha. I'm very like into building success in my business. I'm, I'm very, competitive. I'm very like, these are all more like alpha characteristics. And so when I'm, when I'm in a relationship, I'm very, very, very feminine. I love taking care of people. I love cooking for people. I love like, like buying gifts for people. I don't need gifts. Like my love language isn't receiving gifts, but I love giving gifts to people. I love like doing things for them, like acts of service. Like I am so big on giving the five love languages. Like I love like giving back massage. I just love making people feel good. And so I was like, you know what? you're not going to get that side of me that most people, like most people don't get that. Like mm -hmm. you've seen that side of me, my best friends and my boyfriends and my family get that side of me. Mm -hmm. Other people, it's very like business. It's very like transactional. It's very, um, it's very, um, they, I don't let my guards down to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I don't. So I love how you bring that up because, um, you know, I was uh, talking about this the other day. I feel like everything kind of has gone backwards. So for example, uh, you know, when a 
girl, woman, whatever, they fall in love with some, or not fall in love, but like just start dating someone. Okay. But it's almost like they have to prove themselves in a way where they start like showing them, Hey, or trying to prove to them, Hey, I'm wifey material. I'm going to cook for you. I'm going to take care of you. And then they feel like they need to um, prove themselves and then like earn the girlfriend title or earn, you know, um, to yep. be, be in a relationship with them when it should be the other way yes. around. Girl. And so it's yes. like, right. Things have turned around. It's like, no, you need the yeah, like you to prove yourself now. Yeah. I used to try and prove myself. Like I would go for these guys that were like, like some of my exes, like, you know them, like they're like, like my, my goal was always to like date, like somebody that was just like, I have an exciting life. Like I push the envelope. Like I, I feel like I really like love my life. So I would always date guys that had like really like awesome personalities and like a lot of character and heart. And, and so I, I date very interesting people and I always felt like I was trying to prove myself to them. And now in the dating scene, I'm like, no, like mm-hmm. I, I, you can prove yourself to me. Like, unless yeah. you, and I feel like this is so crucially important. And I want to talk about this more. I want to be an advocate for women in relationships because now that I've switched my mindset to you can earn my affection. Mm-hmm. Wow. Kayla. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like yeah. I will not, I will not chase you. I will not text yeah. you back right away. I will not be the one that's initiating meeting up. I and I used to be that girl. I've completely changed that where I'm not playing a game. I'm just very detached from the outcome unless they prove themselves. Mm-hmm. I cannot believe how differently men treat me. Oh, 100%. the ones that I like. Cause I'm yeah. usually like that with every guy except for that one guy. Right. But now I'm like that with guys that I like. And I'm just like, no, like you, if you want my attention, you can try and get it, yeah. but it's going to be hard. And it's like, like literally I had a guy yesterday be like, I'm, I'm sending you flowers. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Like, you know what I mean? Like you can earn my affection. And when you stop chasing men and you start allowing men to pursue you mm-hmm. instead of you pursuing men, men want to pursue you. Men want the challenge. They want the chase and they don't mm-hmm. want the games. When you're playing games and you try and like be like a challenge out of like a, a, a game, it's not going to work because well, they also know they feel when you are yeah. actually busy, when you are actually mm-hmm. so confident yep. in who you are and what you deserve, men can feel that and mm-hmm. they step up. And what I've been doing now is I've been eliminating guys so quickly. Mm-hmm. Done, 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 And it's like, and then they always try and come back, but it's like, it's just so interesting how much my mindset has changed, how much my essence has changed. And it's like, this was the type of woman I've always wanted to become. Like the person that I am now with men in relationships, I truly know that I'm going to be able to cultivate a very loving, happy, successful relationship because of the energy state I'm in. Like I'm so confident with who I am. I'm so detached from like, like, you know what I mean? You know, when you get Mm -hmm. attached, you bring out that clingy girl energy. Guys hate that. Mm -hmm. It scares them away. And even though you're trying not to, they can feel it. They can feel it in the way that you look at them. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Even and talk so- to them, even talk to them. They can feel that from oh, you. Yeah. They know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, so for Sorry. all the ladies out there, like, this is something I'm so passionate about. And again, I haven't talked about this at all. Like I think I made one video on Snapchat about this topic, but I just, I want more women to empower themselves. I want more women to step into their confidence and step in to what they deserve. Right. And you stop know? feeling they have to prove themselves like yeah. that. Like they, they, the man has to show the effort so that you can slowly give them those, you know, those girlfriend benefits, those wifey benefits, whatever. But tell me what you think about this, because I don't know if I'm like super duper old school, but remember back then when guys used to ask you to be their girlfriend, is that just not a thing anymore? Do men not say I would like, not in Cali, not in in California girl. (laughs) Damn, I'm in the wrong areas. (laughs) All my exes are from California. I, for some reason, I love guys in Cali. Um, but yeah, no guys in Cali are very, very, very non. And there's like this weird, like polynamorous open relationships bullshit, which I don't know, do your thing. I don't believe them. Mm -mm. Like, I'm sorry. If you get the opportunity to like be in a relationship with somebody like you should not be fucking everyone else. But anyways, it's a whole other story, but like, yeah, no, it's just, it's, it's weird. Callie's like that. And, um, yeah. But it's like, how do you know if you're in a exclusive relationship? You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I don't know. I just don't understand that. I feel like, you know, you're not supposed to assume or a let alone question, like where you Yo, stand. If you're you know what I mean? If you are questioning if the guy Mm -hmm. likes you, okay, this was such a big epiphany, you guys. I'm literally going to repost this, the later part of this podcast. Yes, this is what I was looking for. Okay, okay, go. (laughs) But it's this, you guys. Men have two different switches. There's two different switches. Well, okay, let's do three. Either they don't like you, but they want attention. So men have such fragile egos. So what they like to do, they, they're not, they don't want to wife you up. They don't want to commit to you. They're not interested in dating you. However, men want, most men want multiple girls chasing them just for their ego. They do, again, they don't want anything serious with you. So if you get emotionally attached to them, you will be disappointed. But again, they, so they, they're not even interested in you. There's three stages of men. They're not interested in you. They just, they just, um, want you to, they just want your attention. Mm-hmm. The second stage, the second way that they'll be is they like you. They like you enough to talk to you. They like you enough to pass time with you, but they don't like you enough to commit to you because mm-hmm. commitment is the ultimate test. You, I don't care who you are. You just don't commit to people you're not interested in. Commitment right. is the, that's why everyone talks about he's non-committal. He won't commit to me. We broke up because he wouldn't commit. We broke up because he wouldn't get married. The biggest like fighting is like either commitment or, or money. Um, so second thing is he likes you, but he doesn't, he doesn't in his mind see you as his wife. So he won't commit. Now the only guys that you should date, the only guys that you should give the time of day to are the guys in the third stage, the guys that like you enough to commit to you, the guys that like Mm -hmm. you enough to put you first. I read this quote and it was really powerful to me. And it was like, find a guy who isn't afraid to hurt other women's feelings 
to preserve your feelings. That mm. literally just gave me goosebumps mm. because it's like you, you will meet most of the guys in your life will fall under the first two categories. The ones right. that are, they're just, they just want the attention or they like you enough to keep you around, but don't like you enough to commit to you. The challenge is finding a guy that you like in the third stage, the guy that's ready to commit, the guy that wants a long-term relationship with you. And so what I've been doing, and this was a massive breakthrough for me, I can now determine which guys are in the first two stages. And they might be in the first two stages either because they don't like you or because of their own shit. They just went yeah. through a breakup. They're not right. interested in commitment. You mm-hmm. could be Angelina Jolie and come along and you could be an amazing, beautiful human inside and out. Just a beautiful soul. It doesn't matter. They're not yeah. interested in a relationship. It's not right. you, it's them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So what you need to do is become a good decipher of realizing who deserves your time and who doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then the most important component is cutting it off because they're not going to cut you off. They're not, right. again, because they want, they want that connection because exactly. humans strive for connection. Humans want to have other people around them. But if they don't like you enough to commit to you, done, out of there. You need to have the self-respect Right. To be like, you don't deserve my time. Done. I have this guy. Oh my God. I hope none of them are listening to this. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I've been talking. Let them hear it. Like I literally, I, like zero fucks are given Kayla. Like, I don't know if you can tell, but like zero fucks are given. <laughs> no, I love it. But Go like, on. he's literally, he's just, he, he, he will not show up the way that I need him to. And so I'm like, done, done, just mm-hmm. done. Absolutely. Yeah. Undeniably done. Right. And then, always messages me and he's always like, Hey, let's chat. And I'm like, if you can't show up and I'm so, and the reason why I'm sharing this is because the other thing that women have to do is you have to set your motherfucking boundaries and stick to them. That's the important People thing. People do not can set, set their boundaries. boundaries. They're mm-hmm. not setting their standard. Women are allowing men into their life and allowing men to treat them however the man wants. Yeah. If he is not treating you with respect, if he is not treating you the way you deserve, if he is not bending over backwards to make you feel safe in the relationship, which isn't that hard, just don't be banging other girls. You know what I mean? Right. And communication. If, if he's not doing that stuff, you need to have clear communication because men will walk all over you. It's this yeah. sick, twisted game that they like to do where they like to see how poorly they can treat you and how long you'll stick around for. I think it's more so, well, not, not I don't know about like how poorly they can treat you. They just, they're seeing like how far they can get, you know what I mean? So but it's that's not, treating you poor. I think right, that's treating but you poorly. I don't think it's intentional. I think they're like malicious. <laughs> no, I don't think they're maliciously like how how like how bad can I mess this chick? It's yeah. like they want to see how far they can go, like how much they can get away with. You yeah. know what I mean? But it, and but unless you lay it down and you're like, I'm not tolerating this, you're going to keep allowing men into your life right. that are going to distract you from finding your true love. Mm-hmm. So I've I, I hear this a lot, and I I I will tell you my personal opinion, but I want to get your opinion first. What do you think about the whole? Uh, you attract who you are. What do you think about that? Oh, girl, it's so true. It is hmm. so true. Like, so, so for example, so you know, when I met you, when you were going through this um, hor- horrible breakup with an unemotionally um, available man, 
do you oh, think it's because you were well, what was i thinking uh, i'm trying to be nice <laughs> i'm trying to be nice okay there's a lot there's a lot more horrible things about that guy i mean other than oh, the fact that you know Bless his little soul. liar, all that stuff. Okay. But you attract who you are. So was it something that like had to do, were you unemotionally available? Were you, you know, so that's just, I didn't set my boundaries. I allowed him like, sometimes like he'd be like, yeah, like I want to do this with you. And then like last minute he would cancel. And I, and he's, he's obviously a busy guy. And I would have just been like, okay, now if somebody did that to me, (laughs) yeah, no, no, like not happening. I would, Mm -hmm. I'm the type of person where I'm really, really easy to get along with as long as I feel respected. And even if I don't feel respected, I will be very vocal and communicate. And like, I don't, I don't fight. Like I don't, like I'm really, like, I'll be very transparent. Like I'm really easy to like keep happy. Like I'm very low maintenance. I maintain everything myself. Um, I just need to feel respected in, right. in a relationship. And so I just, yeah, it's just, I was very lenient with what, what I allowed, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so every time I allowed him to cancel plans cause he was busy with work, um, which is fine, but just to the degree that it happened, wasn't okay. Um, just, you know, what happened the behind the scenes, which I don't feel right. like discussing, but like, <laughs> and my point is that, you know, you have to, you have to have those boundaries and it has to be rooted in self-respect. And the other big thing is, is letting go of that attachment, the way that you want to see things. Um, and really understanding that there's so many people in the world that, that you don't, you don't have to force anything. But in regards to your question, I mean, yeah, of course you attract where you are. Like I've never been happier. My business has never been doing so well. And I have all these guys that are like just drawn energetically to where I am in my life. And again, like right now, there's like several guys that are really amazing potential suitors that are like trying to like, you know, like, like wifey me up. I'm not going to lie to you, but like, it's, it's also because of where I'm at in my life right now. I'm super happy. My business is killing it. I'm, you know, I'm in the best shape I've ever been in in my life. And I'm just, I'm enjoying my life. Whereas before, like seven months ago, when I was going to that breakup and I was sad and like energetically, like I just wasn't in a good spot. And because I was so like devastated over the breakup, like I wasn't really focused on my business. I was focused on, you know, getting back to myself. And so it's just like you, you give off different energy wavelengths and it's like, you, you start attracting yeah. people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. And, 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 and how you, how you treat yourself is going to be directly correlated and a mirror of how other people treat you. Yep. hundred percent. I love that. You explained it way better than me. Cause when people ask me like, Oh, cause I've commented on like things before and people respond with, well, my uh, ex was abusive and all I'm not abusive. And I'm like, I don't think you're understanding what I mean by you attract who you are. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously there are boundaries to whoever ab- was, were abusing them weren't even there. So, um, just that ma- you, you make, thank you for that. Um, setting your boundaries, having respect and just, and there, there's plenty out there, ladies. Right. There's so many. Right. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah. As women, we're like, 
oh my gosh, that's like, the only one left. Yeah, like we need to this I gotta my, settle. It's <laughs> my soulmate. And I'm like, girl. Oh, I've ex- definitely have experienced that. Yeah. People like why are you settling for a guy that's not treating you like a princess? This was, this was the best piece of advice I got. And it was by my girlfriend, Ashley. Um, and she's like, she literally said this to me, and this was through the breakup. Like that breakup changed me. Like when you were in my ear, you helped me so much. I remember calling you like all the time. I'm like, girlfriend. <laughs> but I went yeah. through it such a, is such a defining moment in who in the woman that I was becoming. But um, yeah. And so she said this to me as well. Cause I was like, what's going on? Like, how did this even happen? Like I would never get in that spot again. Like I, you, that would never happen to mm-hmm. me um, because I, I screen, I screen them and I just, it's, I show up so differently. But, anyways, but my point is that she said this to me, she's like, get turned off by guys that don't treat you like gold. Mm. Again, shivers. Yeah. I just got goosebumps. Yeah. And it's because it's like, yeah, it's what what are you gonna allow in your life is like really right. what it boils down to. And then that one too, remember when I said men will only respect you as far as you let them. Yes. And that was that was one that one of my girlfriends told me. And I was like, whoa, that one like slapped me in the face. I'm like, oh, that's so true. Like when you just, you know, get it in that kind of perspective, it's like, wow. But um yeah. And so also too, another thing, um, we might have to wrap it up here soon. Ooh, we got a couple more minutes, but, um, another thing I noticed too was, um, you know, it, it it's almost like the effort isn't there anymore. Like men, uh, like the effort, like knowing, because, I don't know if it has to do with also the women nowadays being so much more easy. Um, it's a societal like, change. I'll tell you what it is in a second. Okay. It's, it's almost like, um, I'm not spending a lot of time in this, this, uh, category. So I, I, I haven't been doing, you know, whatever that's personal, but, um, it's like men are, or women are getting so much easier. So guys that are feeling like, Oh, I actually have to make an effort with this girl. And then they move on to the next like easy girl. Like, what do you, what do you, what are your thoughts on that? So, when my grandparents were dating, so I come from a very traditional mindset. Like I'm very big into monogamy and commitment and like marriage and kids. Um, that's definitely what I want in my life. Um, you know, I'm like obsessed with kids. I love them so much. And so I'm super excited to have my own kids one day. And so what's happened though is, so when my grandparents were dating, my grandma was a virgin when she met my grandfather. They were together for 54 years and she had only slept with one man her entire life. My parents were to get, are together for 34 years. Um, they, um, they met when they were, my mom was like in her early twenties. So again, very like very, very, very commitment orientated. My parents have always been faithful to each other. And so that's just the way that I was raised. However, so again, long-term monogamous relationships is, is what I know. It's in my, it's what I've seen my entire life and very loving. Like my grandpa, oh my God, Kayla. Again, when I lived with them, my grandpa, like I'm probably going to like get emotional talking about this, but I remember this one time he was walking down the stairs and he like looked at my grandma and I was sitting at the, the kitchen table and my grandpa was, was, was peered, peered his head over and he's like, Brittany, you see that, that woman right there? She's the most beautiful 
woman on the face of this planet. And every single morning, Kayla, my grandfather would wake up, come downstairs, kiss my grandma on the cheek and be like, have I told you how much I love you today? Every single day. Every single day. And like, Uh, they just, they just loved each other so much. Like my grandma, my grandpa passed away four years ago. My grandma still wears her wedding ring. Like she's like, this was my one true love in life. And you know, I'm, I'm not gonna, she's just so committed. Um, so committed. And, um, yeah, she'd never think about going on another date. Like, do you know what I mean? She just, they just, they just had the most beautiful relationship. She's like, I'll never find what I had. And he just treated her with so much respect. He, he just loved her so much. And so, I mean, that, that's what I saw. And so now we live in a day of age of Tinder, Bumble, Luxie, or I don't know, Luxer, Luxie app, I don't know, Uh, and and, and social media. So I literally met pretty much all my ex-boyfriends, except for maybe like two of them on Instagram in the DMs. Mm. So literally where I've met almost all my boyfriends. And so now we have this day of age where if things don't work, we just... Swipe left, yes. swipe right, yeah, or go to the DM or see who's available. And yeah, no, I 100% agree. Yeah, by the way, um, by the way, my next um podcast has been oh. so I have more time if it unless oh. you have to go. Um, but really quickly, um, yeah, so so we don't have to do that hard stop, but okay. so so yeah, so we just live in this day of age where it's like social media has just made it so easy to replace people. So now it's like men are like, well, there's so many different options and men are not very committal by nature. Like men, if most men, okay, let's talk when, and the entire time I've been talking, we're talking about most men, most men are not committal. Most men don't want to commit. Most, most men want to have their cake and eat it too. It's rare that you'll find a guy that's like, I love monogamy. Like, <laughs> you know, it's mostly the women, like you in society, mostly yeah. you have women that want to settle down and get married and like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And so, and men will do that to keep their woman happy because they want right. to be with them. They understand, okay, if I don't settle down and commit to this woman, I'm not going to have her. So I'll do it to keep her. But right. most men aren't excited to, to spend, to only have sex with one woman for the rest of their life. They see, they see hot, you know, it's just, it, it is what it is. So it's like, now it's just made it so easy, so easy before. If you wanted to cheat, you would have to go into your bathroom. You'd have to shave your face. You'd have to go find an outfit. You'd have to walk out the door. You'd have to get in your car. You'd have to drive to a bar. You'd have to create conversation. You'd have to find the single girl in the bar. You'd have to find somebody compatible. You'd have to follow up with her. That's how you had to meet people. There was no such thing as dating apps. You know, mm-hmm. maybe plenty of fish like 20 years ago, but before that, you actually had to go meet people. You had to mm. physically go and meet people. Now you don't have to meet people. You just have to go online and send about 20 messages and hope that one of the messages you back. So it's become so easy. It's like, for me, it's like, what would I do if I had to go work really hard to make a hundred dollars? Or if I could just push a button and get a hundred dollars, which one am I going to do? You know, it's yeah. just, it's, it's so easy the to, to have options where now men are less likely 
to, to stick to one option just because again, it's, it's become, it's become easier. Um, and there's still great guys out there. There's still amazing guys out there. There's still guys that believe in monogamy. It's just, it's becoming statistically less. Like if you go, I like researching this stuff. If you go look at the stats, monogamy is decreasing. It just Mm -hmm. is polyamorous relationships statistically has skyrocketed, skyrocketed. I'm, I'm sorry for some listeners, including me. Um, what's poly nagging? Oh, what is that? Partners. So it's just, Oh, it's not, it's Oh, not. like swingers. Yeah. 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 Kind of. It is. It's yeah. It's people that, that don't really want to commit to like one partner. They want to have like, okay. Swingers. Yeah. So that stat alone is just statistics and, and culturally, um, it's just, it's, it's increasing. So, I mean, you do mm-hmm. you, everyone's got their own thing and yeah. everyone, you just, you just got to find somebody that's compatible with you. And, and so I will say this, I think that one of the most important things is to be vocal from the get go. Like before with guys, I used to be like, Oh, I don't want to talk about like marriage or kids from the get go. Or like, I don't want to talk about monogamy or like relationships. Cause I don't want to scare them away. Mm. But what was happening is I was attracting the wrong type of guys. Now, from the get-go, if I'm like kind of interested in somebody, I figure out what is their long-term plan. Like, mm-hmm. are they interested in kids? Like, that's why me and my ex broke up. My latest one is because he's like, I don't believe in marriage or kids from the get-go. And I was so dumb that I was like, oh, he'll change his mind. And then a couple months in, I was like, so like, marriage and kids conversation like not with me like I'm not Mm -hmm. I'm not like hey let's have marriage and kids two months later but I'm just like hey like so what are your thoughts on it now that we've like been able to build more comfort in the relationship he's like yeah no marriage no kids the world's overpopulated I'm like (laughs) let's actually let's let's um let's make this uh, a lesson for all the ladies listening if a man tells you something believe him change them never, ever, 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 ever think that you can ever change a man. If he tells you something in the beginning, yeah. believe him. Uh, don't think, oh, he'll get to know me. He'll change his mind. He'll, oh. no, 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 no. So um, yeah, I see that way too often where yeah. men or women think that they can just change their mind or, oh, once he gets to know me or once he falls in love with me, he'll change. No, Mm-mm. no. Because you're just setting yourself up for pain. Works and disappointment. And he, you know, if he was honest with you in the beginning, that's, that's a plus the fact that he was honest with you in the beginning, but believe him. So. Oh yeah. But that, that changed my viewpoint now where it's like, I'm very honest from the get go where I'm like, like, what do you want in the future? Like, what are your future goals? And if you're not ready for something serious, then this is not, this is not an option. I'm not going to, I'm not going to waste my time. Um, when we're not on the same wavelength, but it's like every single ex that I, that I, I've, I've had, it's like, I've learned something so powerful from each one of them. And that was my greatest takeaway from that relationship was I lived in this like fairy tale where I was like, Oh, once you fall in love with somebody and you find their soulmate, you guys are going to work together and like, they'll change. And like, no, now if, if you don't have the qualities that, that I desire in, in a life partner, I'm just, I'm just not going to waste my time. If it's just not happening. Yeah. As it should be. And I think too, I think too, another thing, women are very, um, they get kind of afraid in the beginning to be honest and upfront and straight to the point and blunt with, uh, what they want and their boundaries because they are afraid to possibly scare the guy off or 
thinking, oh, it's too soon to talk about this. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's never too soon to be honest and upfront. Hey, this is what I want in the future. If this is what you yes. want, great. Let's continue. If not, then I'm not the one for you. And you know, good luck. Let's be friends, whatever. Cool. But women are just so afraid to do that in the beginning because, you know, whatever fear that they have of losing that or whatever, you know. So. Well, do you know where I think it comes from? Uh, insecurities a lot. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it, pretty much. It's, it's, it's a lack of self-confidence in what you deserve. Mm, yeah. It's like, it's like you don't, so you want commitment. You want monogamy. You want to be respected, but you don't actually, oh, this is big. You yeah. don't actually respect yourself enough to believe that you deserve it. Mm-hmm. Because if you believed every single cell in your body, that you deserved it, you would not tolerate less. Mm, I love that. Yes, exactly. But because you don't have that confidence in who you are, that self-worth in what you deserve, you are settling for guys that are not treating you the way that you deserve to be treated. And so that really goes back to establishing like the biggest shift that I had going from this like super like clingy girl to now being extremely independent, extremely confident, just like in a position where I'm now calling the shots is going back to what I deserve. This, this is the formula. And I never, I always heard people talk about it, but I never really embodied it. And it goes down to this. This is the formula to, to get men to be the ones that are pursuing you. This is the formula to wake up to a bunch of guys texting you that you like and not waiting for their text, not waiting for them to, to, to pay attention to you. And it's this, respect yourself. Do not put out right away. Like I've never had a one night stand in my entire life. I've never had a friends with benefits. I've only date. I've only been romantic with people if I'm in like a relationship with them, a committed relationship with them. And so, and that's been my entire life. Like I, I was raised like no sex till marriage. Like my grandma was a virgin. So like that is a very like sacred, sacred spot for me. And there's a massive level of trust and comfort that has to be established first. But, um, knowing, like respecting, respecting your body, not giving it up so quickly. Mm -hmm. But again, it boils down to confidence in who you are, boundaries from the get-go, not boundaries halfway in you guys. Mm -hmm. If you try and set boundaries halfway in, they're going to be like, no, 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 no. I just got away with murder. No, I'm not going to change now. You need boundaries from the get-go and you need to, you need to aim to have your boundaries so concrete that you scare away the douchebags. Mm-hmm. You scare away the fuckboys. You scare away the guys that are not for you. And so boundaries, confidence, self-respect, and independence. Guys want an independent girl. Like I am financially independent. I have my own life going on. I got plans. I got schedules. Before, if a guy wanted to hang out and I liked him, I'd cancel everything. Now it's like, we have time. Why would I rush it and cancel all my plans for you? Yeah. Guys and guys think that like, I'll be very transparent. Like being successful as a woman is sexy to men. So let's, uh, let's, um, 
dive into that really quick. So this is another thing that um, I've observed and I've analyzed. Um, do men really want successful, independent, strong women? And this is the reason why I, I um, ask you this. Um, this might be a California thing. This might be an Orange County thing. But um, I'm, I've seen and heard plenty of stories in my area um, where uh, strippers are actually very um, popular to date and even wife up. I know two strippers that just got married. Um, and I'm just like, you know, we've had this conversation with my other girlfriends before. It's like, do they want that submissive, like, yes, I'll do whatever you say type woman to actually marry? Or do men really do like independent, strong, you know, like you said, successful women uh, that are able to speak up for themselves or, or would be like, hey, I don't like that or stuff like that. Like, what are your thoughts on that? Or is that, again, an, a Cali thing, an Orange County thing? Because <laughs> from what I've seen, mm -mm, that's not the case. It's almost like these men want women that will bow down and do whatever they say type thing. And then they're married. And then, you know, people like you and I, strong, successful, very extremely hardworking, are freaking single. And we're not bad looking either. <laughs> <laughs> well, speak for yourself, girl. You're like the hottest girl I've ever oh, seen. Stop so, it, stop. Um, so it boils down to this. It's most men, there's outliers, okay? So I'd say 80% of men like the confident, empowered female. They just think that's sexy because most men are alpha. So most men like alphas, like alpha chicks, most alpha chicks like alpha males. Like you see this like mm -hmm. total empowered, like boss babe, you'll usually see her coupled with like an empowered boss guy. It's sometimes again, 80% of the time, that's it. 20% of the time you'll see an alpha female with this like total beta. Um, so again, it's, it's statistics, but most guys like empowered, successful, confident, independent women. And so I'd say more 99% of guys like that woman that I described. But I mean, in, in terms of what you said, I mean, some guys are looking for submissive. So I don't know if you're familiar with BDSM, but um, it's uh, bondage, uh, dominant, submissive, and masochism. So um, some guys have this like fantasy about submission. So it's, it's a very, very interesting subject to study. But some guys, like Fifty Shades of Grey, that plot was based around BDSM. So he liked to be the dominant. He also liked masochism. So that's where all like the whips and the chains and the handcuffs come into play. But he, he liked being dominant and he liked her being submissive. And that's why there was that like fantasy. And the crazy part, Kayla, is this, is, is most people... Ha most guys kind of have that fantasy, but if they get it, they won't respect you. Mm. So if you're, if you do BDSM in the bedroom, that's cool. Whatever floats your boat. Um, but outside of the bedroom, most men won't respect you long-term if you continue to be submissive. And mm. so, yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's really interesting. And just to play on that as well. Um, I think that, more people need to be comfortable expressing themselves in the bedroom. Like most people I think have different 
um, levels of things that, that they enjoy. But so many people are just so scared to, to explore it because they have this like stigma against it. And I just love seeing women confidently empower themselves inside the bedroom, outside the bedroom, etc. And again, there's a caveat, not with multiple men. Like we literally just spent this whole topic talking about monogamy and like, commitment. yeah, like I'm, I, I'm, I, again, I do not believe in sleeping around. Not my right. style. It's like, with your committed, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. With your committed 100%. Partner. Right. But I feel like more women need to empower themselves to, to, to take, not take things into their own hands, but like to not be scared to express themselves. You know what I mean? Like yeah. most women, they, they get super insecure. Like, I don't know if we want to go down this route, super <laughs> insecure. And then they just completely disempower themselves where I'm like, I just, I love seeing women be sexy, step into their confidence and just own it like mm. everywhere in the boardroom, the bedroom, in, in every area of their life, you know, the boardroom, the bedroom. Is that what you said? Yeah. Oh, it freaking loves that. The boardroom, the bedroom. Oh, I love right? that. I love like, that. I why that. are you super confident outside, like doing your thing? And then inside it's like, insecurities and it's like it just I guess the reason why I'm saying this again this is nothing I've ever discussed is that I used to just have like a lot of different like not negative feelings not negative energy but I just never allowed myself like this is literally so in unison to what we were just talking about of of being confident enough to um you know speak your truth but it was like things really shifted for me when, when I started, how do I say this when like, I have no idea who's listening to this podcast. <laughs> Everyone, um, Brittany. Um, just say it. Right. But like, it's like, damn it. I mean, just show. Okay. How do I say this? Never you just say it bluntly. We don't need a sugar coat. This <laughs> podcast is called Pain to Power Girl. We're not here to sugarcoat nothing. <laughs> uh, no, no sugar coating. I mean, just own it. Like, own it. I just talk to so many. Okay, I guess I, I, I'll just spill the beans. I love empowering women to be confident every every area of their life mm -hmm. because a lot of my friends and I've even like coached them is when they get in the bedroom, they're just like, oh, like like sex is uncomfortable for me or like, I don't, I like, I have so much shame and guilt around it, mm. you know? And they're yeah. just, and I'm like, girl, like, like do different things that you like, like experiment. And they're like, no, like, that's so like, like, no, that's you, no. And I'm like, why you were put on this earth to enjoy life. Yeah. To, you weren't just put on this earth to like do what you think is conventional. Like you were, you were put on earth to have an amazing experience, like own it and, and do what you want. Mm. I don't even know if that makes sense, but no, it does. It, it comes back down to again, confidence. And then the whole submissive thing about like, you know, the girls that are like what I mentioned earlier, the girls that are being wiped up and stuff like, you know, they're doing whatever they want them to say kind of thing. So it's also being able to give them that, I guess, fantasy that that guy is looking for. Um, but I understand what you're saying in a way, but I feel like this is kind of going a little off topic. Maybe we can do another episode on this. I know we need to wrap this up, girl. I know we need to wrap this up. It's been over an hour, um, but it's okay. Cause I feel like 
you know, um, this is important. This is something that it's I think so women important. do need to hear. Um, you know, and I can speak from experience, Brittany. I mean, not to get too personal, but that was me. I, I years ago, my earlier adult years, I was very um, uh, ashamed of myself, of my right. body. Um, yeah, I was me too. Very, I literally would hate, hate, hate like my own body. Like I hate, I think that's what it boils down to is I used to have like, it just used to be so different, but I just, I hate, I hate. Yeah. So you know. what, so what I want to do is when I do post this, um, after people like listen to it, I want like men or excuse me, women and men to comment and be like, Hey, do you want us to make an episode on this specifically? Well, we don't have to go into like super like crazy dirty oh. details, but the importance of, of, um, you know, that confidence in, in yeah. both men and women, I think it's, uh, it, it the reason there's why there's so much shame around it. There's, there's so, so much shame, shame but, about but, talking about like inside the bedroom where it's like, yo, that is, also the fundamentals of a, a healthy, successful relationship. Like me and my ex didn't have sex for like nine months. What? Yeah. Because oh my God. Girl, like I'm, I'm so passionate about this subject. I've never talked about it before. I only do it with like super close girlfriends. I'll like help empower them. But like, I was just at such a different point in my life where there was just, it was, it was, I had so many like uncomfortable feelings around it. And, um, yeah, it was just, it was, it wow. was, yeah, we obviously broke up. Um, we were not compatible, but it's like, that's what can happen when you're not compatible emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and sexually. It's like, you know, you, it can, it can demise the relationship. Like a lot of people break up because they're just not compatible in the bedroom either. And so I just think communication is important inside again, the bedroom and the boardroom. And it's like, there's so many different things that it's like are important, but women just don't talk about it. And so like women come to me and they're like, Hey, like, like, you know what I mean? All this stuff had, had happened and like, we haven't had sex in this long. And I'm like, okay, like let's start breaking it down. Like what's going on for you? And yeah. it's like, once, once they, they feel comfortable to express themselves, once they feel confident enough to, to be themselves, once they, they start to feel like they can communicate, okay, this, 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 it's like, it completely changes their experience. And, and they're like, okay, like I'm in a, I'm in a happy relationship in every single area. So that's where I just, I just think more women, um, need to need to empower themselves and again you guys I've, I've stated this i i believe that monogamy is very important don't yeah. like use all this stuff and and go into like you know go and just go to the bar and pick up guys and you know yeah no, but 100%. when you're in a committed relationship like communicate be confident you know yeah. do do that stuff it's just it's so important and it just it demises a lot of relationships and it's just heartbreaking to see that when it can be easily um fixed through talking about it but women don't want to talk about this because it's uncomfortable because it's probably some people might listen to this and be like oh that's socially unacceptable to talk about that but it's like why not yeah no well mm, yeah but you feel uncomfortable right now. That means it's not spoken enough about. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and if you don't like it, you don't have to listen. Right. How about and that? I, you know, if, if this conversation is making you uncomfortable, you should probably 
you know, look, look into within because, yourself. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like, if I would have heard this conversation back in the day when I had all those like uncomfortable feelings around this subject and I had like a lot of like insecurities around this subject, I would have, it would have triggered me. Now I'm like, yeah, like, you know me. I'm like, let's like, let's talk about it. Like, let's, yeah. let's communicate. Like, let's, let's not, let's not have this subject and have so much like stigma around it you know yeah, totally so so i love that me and you can just openly communicate and be like yeah like this is what's this is what's working for me and this is what's allowing me to have a happy healthy successful relationship and and learning from other women and being able to support each other and being able to help each other when things aren't working yeah so I have no idea how this it got turned to this or that or whatever. We kind of <laughs> how did we get on this topic? <laughs> this episode kind of just went its own way. Um, I'm glad it did. Um, but we do got to wrap it up. Uh, I got to get to work. You oh. have another podcast to do. So, um, you guys, again, uh, go ahead, Brittany. Tell them everywhere that you they can find you. And then we're going to go ahead and just wrap it up. Probably it's going to probably be a hard close. Cause I really got to go. Like, in two okay minutes. guys message me on Instagram. If you guys are interested in more business, I do a lot of social media marketing, which this is the first podcast I've done in probably like the last 20 podcasts where we haven't talked about social media marketing or branding because that is my superpower. That's kind of what I'm known for. But if you guys are interested in growing your brand on social media, you want to launch your own podcast, you want to create a magnetizing brand to have clients come to you, then definitely definitely message me. I have a mastermind where I will do a special promo for any of your guests. It retails for 499 us online. If you go to our website, brittanymichaelchuck.ca, any guests that are listening to this that want to join the mastermind, I will allow you in there for only 99 us dollars. Um, if you message me right away, like in a year, this offer might not be as valid, um, but message me right away. And then also if you guys are interested in one-on-one -on -one coaching for sure, send me a message and follow me on Instagram, take a screenshot, I'll repost this, and also check out my podcast, The Vitamin B Show. It's just The Vitamin B Show, and uh, you'll hear lots of amazing interviews, and thank you, Kayla, for having me on. You're <laughs> such a beautiful soul. I'm so excited to see you next week, and we will continue this discussion. This has been the most unique discussion I've ever had. <laughs> I've be continued. so much stuff that I have not <laughs> talked about ever in my life, girl. And I knew it when you started messaging me about like stuff. I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, this I'm like, I want to show a different a side of a different side of Brittany. No one's ever seen. That is what I love to <laughs> <Bro>. do. <laughs> I love you. I love you so much. So, I love yeah. You I hope much. you guys enjoyed this episode and um, thanks for having me as your first guest. I'm excited to see you grow. I mean, even the growth that I've seen in, in, in the last year has been so beautiful. So thank you. You know, I'm your I biggest cheerleader you. and uh, wishing you lots of success and love. Yay. Thank you, babe. All right, everyone. That is it for our episode today. We are going to do a hard close, Brittany. So when I um, push stop, that means that's done because I got to go. But um, you guys, uh, thank you so much for tuning in. And, uh, you know, like I said, I don't know where that episode was going, but I'm glad it went the way it did. So uh, we needed some people needed to hear yeah, this. They needed totally. to, to unlock some different things for them. So yep. guys, so. Be, be, be the light and be the change you want to see.
Absolutely. You guys have a great day and I'll see you in the next one.